0: Welcome to Watershed's March podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove. I'm the cinema curator here at Watershed and delighted to be joined by Zoe. Zoe is uh, working at uh, Watershed as part of Bristol Bath Creative R&D as an environmental emergencies action researcher. Zoe, we we can have a chat about what's involved in that, um, but, but just to say that this, is, this has come about because we're putting on uh, some films um, that we'll talk about later. We're putting on some films related to sort of environment and climate emergency at the end of March. And as I say, we'll talk about that um, in a second. But just, just to give uh, the listener some background to yourself, um, how, how did you end up as the environmental emergencies action researcher at which which doesn't sound as though it should be in a kind of arts venue interestingly um but but anyway um let's let's how did you end up um in that position i know
1: i when i say that i work at watershed as an environmental researcher people are always like what are you talking about um but i have a background in climate policy and uh, advocacy and campaigns um so i've done that since i was about 17 um and then I got my degree, um, but on alongside that kind of, I was working in these activist spaces, but um, I felt really passionate about about the arts being really important in making change and culture and cultural shifts being really, really crucial in how we think and changing how we act. So um, on the side, I was doing a little bit of work for Shadow Magazine, um, who bring together kind of arts, academia um, and activism. Um, so kind of writing about uh, the, the cross-section of that when it comes to the climate emergency. And also um, I founded Lilith Archive Um, which is just a platform to, uh, which platforms the brilliant diversity of global women and non-binary nature filmmakers. Mm. Um, Because when it comes to the climate emergency, I think it's really important that we step outside of what we know and try and see from Mm. other perspectives.
0: And and how, just going back to that 17-year-old, what was it that sort of switched you onto this this issue?
1: Honestly, I I actually, I've talked about this before. I used to have a bedtime tape before I went to sleep as a kid, which was about a princess who saved the rainforest. And it kind of, it was very smart because it was a, it was like a fairy story, but it taught you kind of all about biodiversity and the importance of the rainforest. So like, as a kid, I was really, really passionate about saving the rainforest. And I think anybody who kind of comes into the climate space, well, not anybody, but most people come being like, I want to save the polar bears, you know, as a young person. Then you kind of, through that, become aware of the massive global injustices that is climate change. Yeah. So it started as something like that and it kind of
0: exploded my whole world. It is often that sort of individual, the small thing that then leads to the big thing, isn't it? And just on that, was, was there, you know, because I'm aware of, and I mentioned that pre the start of the recording, but, you know, I was aware of um, the issue becoming bigger, as it were, with, with a film like An Inconvenient Truth. The Al Gore, the, the vice president um, of America, did a... It was actually a recording of a lecture that he was giving in, in the sort of early 2000s, um, which which was made as a, as a feature film, which really... I mean, I remember screening it at Watershed and it was a huge um, hit, as it were, um, and it really resonated and it brought the issues out to to a kind of wider a wider public, which, of course, is testament to the power of of film. But I just wondered if there was if, if also for you, you, you know, there were, you know, kind of films or, or things that you were watching that was that was widening that um, tape experience.
1: Definitely. I mean, like all the classics and I think big ones like um, Princess Mononoke. Um, which has a huge kind of like eco feminist um, message. Um, and things like actually, like, uh, what I wrote my master's dissertation on, which was Disney Princess films, and Moana, which has strong like undercurrents of very progressive like environmental messaging. But like, the reason why I set up Lilith was because I was like, all of these films are made by men. And I really wanted to get kind of more uh, for my own self. It was kind of like a way to like research and educate myself and then share that kind of learning along the way. So there are so many great films made by, by women. and One of my favorites being Pumsy, which is uh, one of the first um sci-fi films about the water crisis yeah, yeah. for Kenya, um, uh, Spell of the West, like loads of short animations, um, which mm-hmm. kind of talk about what it's like to be a frontline um, environmental defender. And so, they're, like I, I, through the kind of journey, I've tried to be yeah. um, explode what I interact with.
0: And so is that is that a website that people can go to that, that 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 holds you know some of that information that you've just been saying? Yeah. Yeah,
1: Lilith. Dot archive on Instagram and we share um the films that we find and do a little review. Okay, so it's, it's actually
0: become a, a how long have you been doing that for?
1: About a year and a half now.
0: Okay. Half now. So so that's it's kind of the, the a, a resource then for exactly. We were
1: like, we want to me and it's me and my friend, and we were both like these are things that we want to learn, and hopefully if we share them, other people
0: learn uh, learn about them as well. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. a resource. Oh, great. And and coming on to um because you've been at Watershed for a few months, it's a, it's, just, it's a it's a it's a time-limited contract isn't it um so how, how did tell us about how you came to that
1: so um, i was working in climate policy and as i said before i was really passionate about kind of like the arts and also really passionate about climate change two famously not very well-paid sectors <laughs> i'd say and then i saw this paid job at watershed um to come and do like research um, to think about how the creative economy can better adapt to climate change. So I was like, oh my God, I, of course I got to apply. And then I got the job, which has been amazing. So for the last year, I've been um, doing action research, which is kind of, instead of reading loads of books and then um, testing things out, it's about trying things and reflecting on them as you do them. Um, with Watershed, mm. to think about how creative organisations, creative businesses and creative small businesses can can uh, uh, start thinking
0: more seriously about the climate emergency. And and it's been, um, you know, from the, from the receiving end, it's been great because, um, you know, you have brought in that, I think often people can be overwhelmed by the issue and as you say can or can see it in a very singular sort of small way but I think what you've what you've done is sort of joined up a lot of different elements at Watershed but one of the things that strikes me about Watershed is as and indeed with a lot of other um you know independent cinemas or arts organisations in is that they are in converted buildings that were built often in a victorian um era and are not very sustainable. It's not sustainable architecture. It's not sustainable, they're not sustainable buildings. I mean, have you what are your thoughts on on that? I've been saying this around Watershed a lot, but it's really important to remember that
1: the greenest building is the one that already exists. So it's very amazing when you know great businesses have have enough capital to be able to create a whole new carbon neutral building with all the like the newest technologies. But actually, you've got to remember the embodied emissions, which is um, the carbon emissions which come from the production and life cycle of all those materials that you need to create a new building. So actually, although it feels like I know, especially in Watershed, we've got a very leaky old warehouse which leaks, which is our biggest contribution to to our emissions. That actually like taking our time and raising enough money to patch up this old building is actually much more sustainable than creating a whole new one.
0: Mm. And how has it been for you? um, You know, because again, in an organisation you're dealing with a whole range of different um, departments and people in different roles. How has it been for you to galvanise that spread, as it were? How have you found people sort of responding to
1: it? I think, you know, that's the number one kind of roadblock. It's like everybody well everybody that we work with and everybody is really energized and wants to act on climate change but as you spoke about earlier these feelings are feeling absolutely overwhelmed like I don't have capacity I don't have time I don't have resources to work on this alongside my job especially as we're coming out of a pandemic and so many creative organizations are incredibly stretched um part of what I realized was like I was trying to rush in and do too much too soon and Mm -hmm. actually you need to take stock of those feelings and emotions as part of creating an environment where people feel empowered to act on climate change and that work is kind of distributed across Across the whole organisation fairly rather than mm-hmm. falling on one or two people. So part of what this kind of journey and doing this action research has been like, okay, how do we make people feel less overwhelmed, feel like they've got capacity and, and feel like they have the knowledge and um, uh, are empowered to act and holding that as kind of an essential first step or grounding work as part of like a broader climate plan.
0: And, and um, you, you've also been doing a guide for other, I know that you've been working with the Film Audies Network and with Film Hub Southwest. You've been doing a kind of guide for um, cinemas, independent cinemas as well.
1: Yeah, so for, as part of my research, uh, my kind of uh, end output is going to be a sort of climate handbook with a process that different you know no matter what size you are no matter what kind of values your creative organization has you can hopefully go through this process and create some kind of climate plan and I'll be coming out with that hopefully around summer Mm -hmm. Um, and so I kind of shared a a first bit of my kind of learnings and findings with um, the BFI network which is just kind of like a first a few small steps you can take in different areas across your organization that shouldn't be like super overwhelming or take up so much uh, take up a lot of money or time Um, and also just again impressing that that important work of things of doing like taking the time to tr- to train yourself and to train your employees and not um underplaying things like that as, as being really really important to helping you on your kind of
0: climate journey sustainability journey i, th- I think that's that's definitely the message that i i've picked up and and it, it is you know you can often think that or oh, the small thing in the scheme of things is not going to to make a huge difference but actually those are if there's a lot of small things it actually adds up doesn't it and 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 actually the more small things that that people and venues and organizations do it it does add up
1: definitely and I think one of the really important things is like I I know at watershed one of our biggest values is inclusion and making sure that we've got a really inclusive um, um, venue and workplace and if you kind of try and rush through loads of climate stuff it can sometimes actually kind of Negate some of that good work that you've done on in inclusion. Yeah. So, giving people like a bit of training and a bit of time and bringing people together to think about how these things can actually complement each other and work together is really, really valuable and I think uh, more sustainable and transformative long term. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, as I say, we're here to we're here to talk about films, <laughs> um, but of course everything is related um, and interconnected. And but those, those, the, this film program that's coming up, it's a it's 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 a day of um, called green screen. Um, and it's part of AHRC, which is Arts and Humanities Research Council, funded and supported um, filmmaking. Just tell us a bit about what, 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 how this has come about and what it is.
1: So we, uh, the Research and Film Awards, so the AHRC Research and Film Awards um, have these all these films that they've been sent to them called uh, which are the climate emergency award winners these are all award-winning short films from researchers and directors uh, in the field on the climate emergency and they're all really exciting really inspiring quite challenging and um, so we're, we're ha- having a day at watershed a program of events where we're kind of screening all of them we've got some workshops and some panels to kind of dive into some of the the findings from these researchers as well but I think what's really important to say is that you know when it comes to climate change it can we all know that it can feel really apocalyptic, really gloom, really doom. I know in Bristol we can get hyper focused on really small issues like the ultra low emission zone and buying electric cars and I think what film can do um, when it comes to the climate emergency is help us see this crisis through new eyes and help us kind of understand it is like it's a it's a it's a it's a political economic and and emotional and cultural crisis but also these films provide a little bit of hope Um, in different areas that you wouldn't expect.
0: Yeah, and also some of the um, filmmakers and people involved will be there. Um, So it's a great opportunity for for people to, you know, when you see a film, you think, what can I do? How can I make a difference? Well, actually, there'll be people there that, that will have both worked on the films, but will have thought, you know, will be involved in ways that you can actually make a difference. Definitely.
1: I'm really excited. For example, we've got Susie Cross, who's the director of Newland, um, who have put together this uh, short film which is talking about all the brilliant ways that farmers across the uk are already kind of engaging with transformational agricultural practices and I know sometimes food is something that can feel like super overwhelming like even if I'm completely vegan my avocados are still like causing human rights abuses in X place across the world and yeah. it I know when I watched this film I was like really like inspired and hopeful from like the, the brilliant work that farmers are doing themselves mm-hmm. um, and Susie's going to be there to talk about that so that, that's just one example of, of one of the mm-hmm. exciting films that will be programmed on the day
0: because it is that thing that um which is really important that it is a shared discussion and also that you, I think that you feel part of a community that can share it, it was just fun, funnily enough I was listening to, to a program about um apparently you know we've now we've got oat milk we've got almond milk um, we, we're getting potato milk, apparently, and then somebody says, well, do you know how many glasses of water it takes to do, you know, and you get into it and you just think, I've absolutely no idea what is the best course of action. Um, and of course, you can then just, you know, pull the doovie over and think um, I will just continue as, as, as normal. But this, what's great about this, as you say, is that there'll be people there that are very actively dealing with it. But also, I think this is an important thing, I feel increasingly about a place like watershed is that it provides a social space where people can come together to to, to share that um uh, uh, you know whether it's kind of oh my lord what what do i do with people who are then saying well look actually this is this is this and, and as i say begin to have a dialogue about it
1: 100 and i think that also goes for kind of like um understanding the issues that we're not even seeing um, i know uh to be a I think it's to be a mama um, is a film, which is talking about like uh, the issues of climate migration on Bangladesh, which is one of the countries that's most affected by climate change, but it's a really human story um, mm. through three um, three people. And it's it's not, you know, devastating. It's just like a real human look at like what is happening to our world and helps us kind of like really like maybe understand it beyond the kind of statistics that we see on the news yeah, yeah. all the
0: time. And, and also there's, there's um, an opportunity for um, young people um, children in particular and families um to there's a screening specifically for them
1: yeah and i think it's is really exciting it's a workshop in the morning with waves of change who are uh, a project who are using animation to um to support young people kind of uh, talk about how climate change is affecting their community so you'll, there'll be a chance to watch a few really cool animations and then the young people get to go animating for themselves and I know that climate anxiety is really rising with young people. Young people are the ones who are really pushing the movement, really care about climate change and sometimes a little bit of like group creative expression can be really really helpful um, yeah. and really really empowering.
0: Yeah well and of course it, it, it sort of reminds me that um, it was a young person that, that really kind of forged this um, issue over the past you know, five, six, seven years, Greta Thunberg, you know, this is a young person saying, um, you know, making a stand about it. And like yourself, um, there'll be, I'm sure there'll be future Zoe Rasbash in the the, the audience that will be, you know, looking at stuff. And I think it is that how pointing people in directions where they can begin to find out more. And as we've said, to make a difference. Um, Yeah. And, and so this is on Sunday, the 27th of March, and courtesy of, oh, I meant to say actually, there's a screening of, um, got to give a shout out to Bristol filmmaker, um, the brilliant uh, Adam Laity, whose short film about ice, which we've screened already a few months back, which has been screened, which was screened at COP26 and um, has, has been screened at various, and winning awards actually at various festivals, which is a kind of fantastic meditation on. If, and I can't remember if it was the Arctic or the Antarctic. Is it the Antarctic? It was a very cold place. <laughs> it was a very cold place. I'm laughing. I can't remember. <laughs> so, sorry, Adam. Um, I'm trying to remember whether it was North Pole or South Pole. But, but um, I think it was North. But but he... he um, Arctic. The Arctic, yeah, thank you. We, we got there. But <laughs> um, it's a very poetic uh, and powerful meditation on that sense of awe and humility and, you know, in facing nature and, you know, the, the the climate challenge, and it's a very beautiful, and Adam, I think, will be there, won't he, um, as well, who's fantastically eloquent at speaking um, about his work and the issue. So that's on the 27th of March, and as I said, um, as I was going to say, courtesy of AHRC, this is free, um, but you still have to book a ticket. So a lot, a lot going on, and if people want to find out more about what Zoe's up to I'd um, recommend go to the website uh, watershed.co.uk google Zoe Rasbash, and um, you'll see the uh, work that Zoe's doing and also you'll find out if you search for green screen as well at watershed.co.uk um, you'll find out more about the program and so you're going to be around on the 27th
1: yeah, I'm going to be there. Please come down. It's going to be really, really fun. And and I think we're going to have some of the filmmakers there having chats. It's going to be really great.
0: Come get involved. Brilliant. That's great. Well, that's all for this month. So thank you very much, Zoe. Thank you, Mark.